Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. More than half a million people have lost their lives to COVID-19, nearly 12,000 right here in North Carolina. At the start of 2020, there was fear the virus was set for another surge, so the state extended the modified stay-at-home order for three weeks back in January. North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper. We've seen some of our highest case counts, percent positives, hospitalizations, and ICU bed usage numbers in the past few days. Now, with vaccine rollout underway and falling COVID numbers, there's something many haven't felt in a long time, hope. Here's State Health Secretary Mandy Cohen. The good news is we're moving in the right direction. We see that light at the end of the tunnel. Let's get us um, all in line to get our vaccines, but masks um, to protect each other until everyone has their, their chance to get their shot. As the COVID numbers move in the right direction and more people recover, what is the state of our health and healthcare workers? I'm Emily Severidge, and I'll talk to Not On Your Side's Camila Barco, who spent time with hospital workers in a COVID unit. Hear how some say the worst of the pandemic might be over, but the effects could last for years. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The State Of here at WNCT. This is a new segmented podcast that we're doing to really dive into the different aspects of the pandemic that have really been affected over this past year. We've dove into the state of farming, the state of sports, the state of the economy, and today we're diving into the state of hospitals. And I'm joined by Not On Your Side's Camila Barco. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Happy Friday Eve. Yes, exactly. Very excited about that. Um, did you celebrate anything for St. Patrick's Day yesterday? I wore my green. There yeah, you go. That's all you need, as long as you didn't get pinched. <laughs> That's the goal. Definitely. Well, let's go ahead and get right into the state of hospitals, diving into how medical professionals are handling this pandemic at this point in time and how hospitals are able to overcome this pandemic and continue to move through. So, Camila, one of the doctors you spoke with, you spoke with doctors at Carolina East Medical Center. What was the kind of overall vibe and feeling you got walking into the COVID ward? Right. They are, they have an idea as to how to combat this virus. Obviously, you know, there's still a lot of, a lot of questions to be answered, but um, a lot of the hospital workers that I spoke to were just saying that they now have answers to those questions that they didn't have at the beginning. And it's sometimes it is a little bit scary for them, but at the end of the day, they have a better idea as to how to go about this. And the initial feeling that they had when this virus first popped up was just uncertainty. Now they're just aware of what to do when a patient comes in and they're not as scared um, of dealing with this virus um, like they were initially. So it's it's a better overall feeling than what they were first dealing with uh, when the pandemic started. Definitely. And one of the things you do, you mentioned in your story is that the worst of the pandemic is over, but the scars will last forever. So I want to talk about, you know, the emotional mental toll that this pandemic has really taken on these frontline medical workers. You know, you talk about it in your story that a lot of the time these medical professionals kind of step up to the plate and become that family member, that extended family for some of these patients. So how does that take a toll on some of these medical workers and how have they, you know, been able to make it through this past year with such a difficult virus and such a deadly virus? 
Right. So as a lot of not just hospitals, but a lot of areas have been restricting the amount of people inside buildings and at hospitals, family members are restricted from entering not just like a COVID unit, but the whole building. And that's just for safety precautions. So really the patients that have COVID and are in the hospital getting treated for the virus are only by themselves in that room because family members are not allowed there. So that's when, like when you said, these hospital workers step up to be those family members and they are the ones taking care of those patients every single second of the day. And what's interesting is that one of the doctors was telling me that sometimes these doctors are the last person a patient who might die from COVID sees in the hospital or even touches. And I think that's like a harsh reality to grasp because, you know, sometimes people, family members are able to see their loved ones before those last moments. But in the last year, that hasn't been able to happen. So a lot of these hospital workers tell me that that's probably the toughest part. They've been doing this for the past year, but they still are not able to grasp that that moment where they are the last person they can really physically see and touch. Right. And and have any of the doctors you spoke to, have they given any insight maybe into what their thoughts are of, you know, the possibility of when loved ones will be able to go back into the hospitals and some of these regulations might start changing? Do they see that happening in the next couple months or are they just kind of optimistic about where they're at right now? So um, talking just about the future of like where hospital workers are going to be in the next few months, but with this pandemic, they think that the COVID unit at Carolina East, that's going to stay there. They think that they they will always have a COVID unit to some extent. And in that part of the hospital, family members are restricted just because of how easy the virus is to transfer from one, not transfer, but spread from one person to another. And they just tell me that they are optimistic that they can better handle this virus, but they may not, they may always have to deal with this virus. And one of the doctors you spoke to, Dr. Kumia, um, says that he believes that the PPE and other protective layers that they've adopted since the pandemic uh, may become permanent. Um, So do they express concern to you about this virus resurging and coming back? And are, are they prepared to handle that? They tell me that they are always prepared for any type of virus. They are there to help anyone who walks through their doors and are sick. So there's no doubt that they are ready and confident that they can help a patient who is feeling sick. However, we never know what's going to happen next. Just like this pandemic, they weren't really aware of how this pandemic was going to pan out and what this virus was all about. But um, they do tell me that they were prepared when this virus first started, meaning they were prepared with with the right equipment. They weren't like other hospitals um, having not not having those type of gloves and protective um, gear. They told me that they were ready for that. So they sounded very optimistic that whatever happens next, they are prepared for it. But the question still remains what's going to happen next. You know, those three W's that we've been hearing about for the last year, they want people, while, you know, the vaccines are still coming out, they are encouraging people to get the vaccines and they are hopeful that the vaccines will help reduce some of the, some of the people that are going into the hospital with this virus. 
um, just following those safety protocols that we've been hearing about, even though we still have those vaccines out. Definitely. Well, I want to wrap up this segment of State of Hospitals. Thank you so much, Camila, for joining us for this. Um, This is a a great opportunity, I think, that we have here at WNCT to really explore these different areas of our um, country that have really been affected by this pandemic and show, you know, where we were a year ago and how we're moving forward and continue to move forward. Um, So I want to say thank you to Camila for joining us and thank you for covering this story and getting to speak to our amazing medical frontline workers. And I just want to say, let's continue to thank our frontline medical workers, show our appreciation. You know, this pandemic is still not over and, you know, these people put their lives and their loved ones' lives at risk every single time that they enter that hospital to, you know, save, um, the rest of us and take care of the rest of us. So I want to thank you, Camila, and thank you guys for listening to this episode of The State of Hospitals. And be sure to stay tuned next Thursday for another episode of The State of. 